Shalom. We greet you in the name of Abba Ishua Ruka Dekushta, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today, our teaching is becoming unstoppable. A very unusual teaching because we live in a society and a time where being aggressive um, has gotten us where we are right now. We live in a very vitriol environment, an environment that is not conducive to the spirit that God has put in us. We, we should be people of love. We should be living in a time um, where things are normal. And, and what should be normal is us still looking out for our neighbor. What should be normal is us still wanting to raise our kids the right way. But I believe in the spirit of God, in the spirit of compassion, in the spirit of power of Yeshua, God, uh, in Jesus' name, that we can become unstoppable. Now, we know that pandemics and diseases come along, but we also know that there is a risen Savior on the third day, and there's a man named Lazarus that even died uh, doesn't say what he died from, but Jesus rose him from the dead. There's a guarantee that we have that we are consumed by the thought process of having eternal life, of knowing that we have eternal life. That's what faith is all about, is the knowing. And on today, I just want to cover three points. In fact, I'm coming from my book, Managing the Miracle, Living the Miraculous Life, and uh, I pray if you have it, we're going to be reading some excerpts from my book as we go through this teaching. And just want to leave you three principles or three power principles that I would like to say to live to, to becoming unstoppable. And, and the first, the first one is celebration. You know, you know, celebration is tantamount to praise. When we learn to celebrate others, when we learn to celebrate um, life, when we learn to understand that, you know, God blessed us with this life, the, just the impossibility of us living, uh, impossibility of us being born should make you grateful. It should bring you into a place of praise and joy. And, And in my book, um, managing the miracle, living the miraculous life. Um, we use 27 principles, but we're going to extract three principles today for becoming unstoppable. And celebration is one of them. This is one of the keys or one of the principles. Um, celebration is a power principle that creates an unshakable and durable joy in one's life. The principle of celebration encumbers all of the elements that are connected to the feeling of having an enamored spirit for life. I believe that you must celebrate beyond your own achievements and victories, but you must celebrate with others. When you learn how to celebrate with others, you learn how to enjoy others. This principle can create within each of us the spirit of praise. When you learn how to celebrate the minute nuances of life, 
Then we learn how to celebrate the magnanimous joys this beautiful life brings as well. The first miracle Jesus performed was during a celebration. Celebration will always create a spirit of joy. And once you have the spirit of joy, it unfolds levels of compassion, empathy, philanthropy, and love for others. Living a life that is miraculous must be celebrated without fault or allowing circumstances to create depression or misery. This beautiful life that God has given us is a gift and we need to wake up every day in the wonder and the beauty he has placed within us and we must be willing to share that beauty with each other. And so as we talk about celebration and we look at the Jewish customs, the Jews have 17 festivals or 17 ways of celebrating God. They have Shabbat and, and uh, we know that uh, Hanukkah. And so the, they, they are celebrating uh, uh, people the Jews are celebrating people. We, we should all be celebrating. And when you have God in your life, you have a reason to celebrate. Jeremiah 20 and 13 says to sing to the Lord, give praise to the Lord. He rescued the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. Now I'm not a great singer, but I do know how to, I do know how to have joy. And in fact, the Bible tells us that it doesn't have to sound good if you're singing, but it does tell you to have a joyful spirit when you do sing. So having that spirit of joy and understand, as the scripture said, realistically, we all are needy. So we all should be in a place where we are praising God for what he has done. We all should be in a place where we're thanking him for his magnanimous blessings that he's giving us. Um, we should tell others about, about this wonderful, wonderful spirit of life that we have, that we've been given. And not only that, we should celebrate others. It, 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 you know, it, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a poor person that can't celebrate others. I know not, and I won't go there. I was going to say, I know some, some, some ministers, but I'm not going to go there today. I know some people that it would break their hearts to celebrate someone else. They love for other people to celebrate them. But when it comes to them giving someone else credit, or it comes to them celebrating someone else's life or situation, it, they struggle with it. I love celebrating people. I do. I love so when you have a baby, I'm there celebrating with you. If you got a new car, new job, whatever it is, uh, I just want people to call me so we can celebrate together. Because I understand if I can celebrate you here, I can praise God at any given time. And when you have a spirit of celebration, there's there's certain things that flow back to you. There are certain spiritual gifts that flow back to you when you learn to celebrate others. Celebrating others also releases you from trying to logically figure, should I celebrate this person or not? Or should I uh, rejoice with this person or not? Um, when you celebrate, 
when you have a spirit of celebration, it becomes a release. You release into the atmosphere. You release into the, in the celestials. You release a, a, a spirit of praise that is, is kind of infectious. It will become infectious if you learn to celebrate. So, so that is our first principle today on becoming unstoppable. When you learn how to celebrate people, nobody can stop you from celebrating people. Nobody can stop you from praising God when you learn how to praise him. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not very animated when it comes to praise and church. Everybody has their own way of praising him. And, and, but, but there's one thing that, that, that it does. When the spirit of God comes on me, I do like to praise him through my tears. Because when I understand how far he has brought me, when I understand what he's done in my life, it brings me to a place that I just have to praise him through tears and thanking him for all that he has done. So our first principle on becoming unstoppable is praise, is celebration and praise. Our second principle, I'd like to um, go to our fourth um, to our fourth pr power principle in the book, it is humility. Now, this is one that we don't talk about very much any longer. We, we it, for whatever reason, we don't talk about humility any longer. Um, to be humble, it, it's almost as if um, you're losing something within yourself when you humble yourself, when you become humble. But it is the fourth key that we have in our book. And, and it also, I feel, being humble is also a key that uh, when you understand it, um, it, it helps you to become a better person. And it puts you in a position to be unstoppable. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, a great man is always willing to be little. A great man when you understand that you might be the smartest person in the room, you don't have to let everyone know that. When you understand that you may um, be in a place of position of greatness, you don't have to let everyone know that. Um, I, I like to add something to this over 100 year old um, thought that, that Emerson had. He says that, <laughs> that great men will always be willing to become little, but I also believe little men will always try to make themselves great. You don't have to try to make yourself what you're not. Greatness um, should put you in a position of humility. People that have to brag on themselves people that have to force you to understand, look at me who I am. Um, have a narcissistic personality. And we have to pray for those people. We don't criticize them. We have to pray for them because they really sometimes do not see who they are and what they're doing. Um, but I do believe humility is one of the power principles in becoming unstoppable. And in my book, I say humility is the principle 
to the door of a peaceful presence and a wealthy perspective of life. Proverbs 22 and 4. You can enjoy the fruit of life once you plant the pleasant seeds of humility. The humble heart is a person that seeks to nurture what is good in this world. The sad reality and mentality of our culture is that being brutish and harsh are ways of cultivating a successful life. I feel our society in America has the true undulterated power of humility, but due to our historic connection to violence, we have lost, in some instances, our humanity, respect and compassion for one another, especially in the climate that we're in today. Humility is seen as a weak attribute within an aggressive society. The reality is operating in a spirit of humility that shows the divine passion, compassion of why we were created. It is amazing that when God, God spoke the command to Adam and Eve to have dominion over the earth and subdue it, they had not received a body yet. So dominion mentality is not one of a physical confrontation, but one of spiritual leadership and humility. Each of us has a diplomatic spirit, but because of the negativity that life brings and the challenges it occurs, we may miss the opportunity to show kindness in this cruel world. As you manage life, remember that it is a precious gift. If the world is going to change, it must begin with us unwill unwilling yourself and surrendering all that you are to create a world you will expect it to be. So humility is one of those power principles that is directly in line with you, your ego, and in the world. You know, we have to be um, willing to be humble. And I'm, I'm so humbled by um, Nelson Mandela's life, you know, 27 years in prison only because he was trying to fight back against a oppressive regime of apartheid. And, and Nelson Mandela says, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. He, he learned that in order to um, be courageous, in order to be, have peace within himself, he had to overcome his enemies, he had to overcome the jail cell, he had to overcome a lot. And that's what we have to do, even in this time. See, truth, the truth about it, dear hearts, is anybody can be humble, but there's a wisdom, there's a peace, there's a strength that comes with humility. 
it draws people when you're humble. Because we live in a, in a society right now that we're overstimulated. And humility would say, I'm not here to stimulate you, but I'm here to calm you. And so if that means, and, and Jesus shows this time and time again, when, when he, <laughs> when he uh, went to the cross, he, he showed the humility. He had the power to call angels down. He had the authority to call legions to rescue him. But each and every time, he did not deal in his divinity, but he dealt in his humanity. And for that, we see the power of humility in Jesus. Our last point is, deals with the um, courage is our last power principle for becoming unstoppable. Um, this particular key, and this is the seventh key in our, in our uh, book, um, principles, 27 principles to managing the miracle. And Psalms 31 and 4, 24 says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart all ye that hope in the Lord. See, being unstoppable, of course, it's, it's got to take humility. It's got to take celebration. But you've got to be courage, courageous enough in these days and times to use the spirit of courage. You, you have to be, courage, be courageous. See, if fear is a reaction, then courage is a decision, a decision to be better, a decision to be more. We have to be courageous. We, we can't just allow the enemy to run rampant in our lives. We've got to be courageous. I'm not talking about uh, fear of going on a roller coaster or, uh, you know, fear of, of driving or anything like that. I'm talking about there's a deeper courage that says even in the midst of wrong, I will stand up for righteousness. Even in, in the midst of, uh, of violence, even in the midst of hatred, I'll show love. This is true courage. See, see courage is, is the guy or gal that becomes the trailblazer. When everybody else has worn out the, tra the trails of normalcy, of normality, of hatred, Courage is the one that marks out a new trail of helping people, of loving people. And if we ever needed courage, we need it now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a former soldier and I've seen so many courageous things over my life. I've seen the courage of young men and women in combat. I've seen the courage of people running into uh, save somebody. I've seen courage in my life. And those are overwhelming, courageous things. But even in this day and time, for someone to, because they're a nurse or a doctor or medical professional, to put on a face mask, to put on um, 
uh, PPE gloves and all and know that they could be walking into a situation that might be their last takes courage for a mother. My wife to me is one of the most courageous people I know. When we were pregnant with our last daughter and we were having some complication, I say we, because I feel we are one in the spirit, having some complications and it was um, kind of a 50-50 chance our daughter would survive. And when my wife was asked if it took saving you or saving your child without hesitation, the spirit of Yahshua, the spirit of Jesus Christ, the power of love kicked in with this lady. And overwhelmingly, she said, save my child. That kind of courage. Now, I will forever love her and I forever love my daughter. But I say that's courage beyond courageous. That kind of motherly love. And that's the kind of love that Christ had for us. That was the kind of courage that Christ had for us. Because keep in mind, when he was in the garden, and he said, if it, if it be so, let this cup pass from me. Fear. Then he said, nevertheless, that's where courage makes a decision. Fear comes in. And we react. But then courage is a decision. He could have very well have said, no, I can't do this. Um, you know, this is too hard. This is in his humanity. This is too hard. But he stayed in his humanity and he had courage enough to die for you and I. Well, let me read this last piece of this last key on becoming unstoppable out of our book, Managing the Miracle, Living the Miraculous Life. Courage is the key to the door on how to use your faith. If fear is the opposite of faith, then courage is the ignition to the fire of your belief system. Courage is an inward decision to overthrow fear. Psalms 31, 24. When you expose your courage to reassure you that you haven't made the wrong decision, it becomes a personal cycle of affirmation. When you view your decision to grip the key of courage, use the key of courage to unlock your faith. Inside the door is the key to work which unlocks the door to affirmation, which house houses the keys of courage. If you follow this principle, disbelief and fear never enter in because you never impart the room to that ideology. 
So if you can understand my, my uh, courage unlocks a door that I have to work on, which unlocks a door that I cannot fear. And it becomes a cycle. It unlocks a door to another level of courage. So I want to encourage you today. If you don't know God as your Jesus as your personal savior, have the courage. Understand that you're lost. Understand that, you know, even though our society has changed, even though there are paradigms, the government, and I always say, I don't care what the government does, what laws they pass. A law doesn't make it right. There are still moral laws that God looks at. And if you're struggling today with any sin in your life, I want to encourage you to try Jesus Christ. Try Yahshua. His beauty, his love. What he did for us. Every single day that we wake up, should be a day of celebration. Every single day, we should have humility and the courage to go on to the next level. I want to encourage you to have a relationship with him and just have prayer. Pray and ask God to come into your life. In fact, we're going to close and let us do that. Have a word of prayer. Dear God, as we come to you right now, we know that your power, your strength, and your will are real. Father, put us spirit of celebration, the power of humility, and a way to have overwhelming courage that we might become unstoppable in this world. We know we can't do it on our own. We only can do it through you. And we ask you in the name of Jesus, anyone that's listening, that's struggling with their salvation, save them right now. For what you did on the cross, you did not do for people. You didn't do for an individual, but you did it for all of us. And there's room at the cross for everyone. So we want to thank you right now for the spirit of becoming unstoppable in all that we do. This is our prayer in your divine will, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for chiming in to Grace Media Teaching Ministry. I pray that you receive something out of the word of God today. You can go to our website and get any of our books there, any of our material there at drajrbutler.com or momentspod, all one word, dot com. You can get all of our material there. I also want to encourage you, if you will, to get our daughter's book as well, 
Um, she has a book. It's called The Crystal Kingdom. Uh, it's to bring awareness to foster care. And the book is done very well. In fact, her book is done, done better than my second book, which I thought was a very good book. <laughs> Amen. And it is Transformation of the Mind, The Majestic Power of Your Thoughts. That's my second book. And of course, the book that we taught from today is Managing the Miracle. And then our first book, The Power of Your Destiny how to harness the centrifugal forces of life. So we thank you so much for joining with us here on Grace Media Teaching Ministry, um, a subsidiary of our podcast, Moments of Grace. So we thank you so much. And remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Grace Media Teaching Ministry and Moments of Grace. God bless you. There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country in this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show, where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project.